before we get to the newest episode of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called podcast, let's talk about our friends over at MyBookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Stop lying. You would pick it up. 100%. Of course you take the money. <laughs> so why do, why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why we go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. you got to hedge, hedge those hedge bets. Hedge city, baby. Yeah. Uh, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. I tried a parlay this weekend. Unfortunately, it did not pay off for me, but I did bet Shocking. a little. And it was, <laughs> come on. Like, I'm, I'm in bankrupt city right now. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year for it. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Again, that is very huge. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. everybody welcome to a new episode of the it doesn't matter what your podcast is called podcast bj cruz here with my tag team partner the only member of the undisputed era who doesn't have a belt jeremy loss <laughs> jay what's up dude that's hilarious oh i am great i'm ready for all these jabronis that are talking smack about me chugging white claws to eat it once i chug it when it's getting the, close man it's i mean it's getting real close close yeah it's getting real close i'm i, I can't wait we are obviously brought to you by our friends over at Blue Wire, our podcast network. If you like sports, if you like podcasts, if you like sports podcasts, Blue Wire is your spot to go to. And don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review. And if you're feeling extra, extra spicy, Follow us on social. Follow us on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. You can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And also make sure you follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. Both of those follower accounts follower counts have been going up. Uh, it's great to see. Thank you to everybody that's followed us. Continue to spread the word. We'll release that photo that we've been hyping up for weeks now. Um, and <sighs> I, yeah. I saw it again during my. Uh, <laughs> I was purging my phone of photos like I don't need because I'm running out of space, and it's just sitting there, waiting to be tweeted, waiting oh, to be oh, waiting to be mocked, can't Put, wait. putting myself out there to the internet because the internet is such a forgiving place and also, it won't live forever. Also, big news today: we officially have stickers now. So if you want a sticker, oh, if you yeah. want to rep the Doesn't Matter podcast brand, hit us up on social. We'll shoot you a sticker. Uh, they're they're great. They're nice and small, so you can stick them just about anywhere. Uh, but let's spread that brand. Yeah, just to give you an idea of how the size of it, I, I was able to put it in the area on my laptop right next to the mouse pad. So, you know, it's, you can l- remind yourself that you need to be listening to the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called podcast every single week. Um, plus, who doesn't like free stuff? Free stuff is always good. I know, right? <sighs> With all that being said, it was, it's been a busy, busy couple of days in the wrestling world, and we are very, very excited to talk about all of it. So, let's head into... The main event. Oh, and this week's main event is we're, we're going to start off in, in a very, we're feeling the New Day positive vibes, positive vibes only. So we're going to start with what we liked in the last couple of days of wrestling. And we are going to start with the Firefly Funhouse King himself, the fiend Bray Wyatt. Wow. Incredible. Just Yowie incredible. Wowie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect Yowie Wowie the king indeed. like that. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Put put some respect on his name. Yowie Wowie. What an incredible way to use him this past week. We all kind of expected that he would show up uh, on Clash of Champions, 
but they let the match play out. They didn't like have a like a schmoz finish. They let it play out, and then boom, the lights go out, and he's right behind Seth. Those photos that were popping up on social after Clash of Champions were just chef's kiss perfect. They were so good. It looked like Seth had been murdered. Exactly. And that yes. Fiend was you know bragging about it. It was it was such a good shot, and you know. S- you know, we talk about selling here a lot. Seth sold the hell <laughs> out of oh, being yes, murdered yes, by the fiend, so that was fantastic to see. And again, like you said, we were expecting him to be there because he had obviously laid out the challenge for whoever won, uh, for you know, for Hell in a Cell. But for it to be in that manner, I mean, Seth was at the top of the ramp raising the Universal Title, lights cut out, and you knew it was going to be it's, it was going to be epic. It's getting to that point now where you hear that yeah. like the first lights yeah, going yeah, yeah. out, and you're like. Oh shit! And then like it just all goes out, and he's standing there, and then they do the the, the weird ass like screeching noises. Um, but the way they pulled it off in Clash of Champions was great. And then they backed it up and and brought it back on Raw. Like they started off Raw with the Firefly Funhouse interrupting Which is crazy interrupting that's crazy. Set. They started that's, it. That, that's, that's a huge spot. So good. Yeah. Um, it, I thought it was going to be a pre tape segment, but actually like it might have been a pre tape segment and then Seth just knew the cues to make it seem like he was talking to them. Right, exactly. Um, but I mean, they were, that was a great segment and then you bring out the Fiend at the very end. He attacks Kane, gives Kane the mandible claw. Also, Kane showing up on the show, period, was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sick. And then you have that finished, that that lasting image at the end of the show where the Fiend is literally staring into the face of Seth Rollins in the corner. And I was just like, I even put it out on social. I put the photo out. I was just like, hold me. Like, it is so good. Terrifying. It's and terrifying. They they went an extra step with the the- Firefly Funhouse theme song just playing on repeat at the end of the show. Yes. And, like, the screen was flipping upside down. It, it got so long to the point where my wife was like, why is this still on? <laughs> Turn the like, shit they, off. They even did it, like, after the first Firefly Funhouse where they're going through the night and, like, the the – the matches are actually showing up upside down. And and then Renee is like, wait, have these been upside down the entire time? Right. You can hear the music in the background. I was like, that is just like A-plus work. It's definitely – it was so subtle to the point where everyone was kind of ripping them online where they were saying, like, why is this upside down? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Paul Heyman's running the show? Um, because, you know, Vince and, and Triple H and a lot of the usual higher-ups were weren't there. So yeah. it was, um, you know, they let Paul Heyman, they gave him the reins. So uh, <laughs> for for that to kind of be even in question of, you know, is this real or is this part of the gimmick? Like, that's kind of the, sometimes that's the best stuff, right? Where you have to oh, question 100%. whether it's real or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've they been doing this perfectly since the, since the jump. Um, I'd be really interested to see how they handle him as potential champion but right now everything is perfect and they're leading up to hell in a cell i've never been so pumped up for a pay-per-view before like i am legit excited and it's in sacramento it's not far from here i'm like ready to go to sacramento we i think a road trip is in yes in our future like i am to watch the the fiend be crowned universal champion i am legitimately pumped up for this like weeks in advance like this is just a testament to the work that they've put in and show that like if they do it right, if they slow build it and they get somebody and they get a character that people can buy into and really, really get into, like it, it just works. It's magic and it's it's perfect. Everything they're doing right now is perfect. Yeah, and, and you know, that's it's all about timing, right? And I am glad they are striking while the iron is hot because they've there's been instances where they've either gone too soon, like you know your Roman Reigns is of the world, or they've waited entirely too long, yeah. too long, like Braun Strowman. Yeah. Right, this is kind of in that sweet spot in the middle where you're like, yeah, this makes sense. He's the most over performer in the company right now, bar none. I mean, everything we heard from uh, from SummerSlam, all the reports, there was all that merch. The most merch that was there for any superstar was the Fiend, and he yep. hadn't he hadn't even wrestled a real yeah. match until that point so they're i'm glad they're letting this go because again when it first started it was so weird where you're like no there's no way vince is going to support this right there's no way he's going to back this this is very much like uh matt hardy you know um where he's you know deleting everything and you know vince never really got that and it never Mm -hmm. really took off like it did an impact but man this thing is it's taken on a life of its own and it's been phenomenal yeah and I, i saw some people complaining on social um, shortly after like his run in with Seth at Clash of Champions, like why are they doing this now? It seems super early, and uh, I was like quick to respond. I'm like he's been on TV 
like consistently for months now. Exactly. He just hasn't been in the ring, but that he doesn't need to be in the ring. Like his character built his, the way they've built the character through the Funhouse has been great. And then you bring out the Fiend as a special attraction, and as somebody that doesn't need to be wrestling random ass six man tag matches on Monday Night Raw. He is a <laughs> yeah. special attraction. Like Can that's. Yeah, I can't imagine the fiend and like tagging with anyone at this point, and maybe they go down that route so- at some point. But right now, he just needs to be one of these cold, calculated killers, exactly. for lack of a better word. And they've they've executed it to perfection to this point, which is crazy to think about, given where they were a few months ago when they didn't have they didn't have the fiend, they didn't have yep. anything like the fiend, and AEW was all the rage. The fiend is kind of quieted that a little bit. It's kind of brought a- the AEW. Uh, buzz a little bit back down to earth. So yeah, he, it's, it's he, been interesting. He has quickly taken the spot that was vacated by Dean Ambrose. Yep, absolutely. So uh, I mean, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Let's let's shift gears and talk about tonight on uh, on USA. Obviously, tonight was the debut of NXT Live. That's why our, our show is now a day later because we're taking in we're taking into account you know the uh, the new NXT show in USA and eventually the new AEW show. But yep. if you were wondering where your show was yesterday, for those of you listening on you know Thursday morning, um, we were taking into account the new schedule. So you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to help out the fans here. You know, looking out, looking out for it. I mean. To me, tonight, NXT brought the goods. Like, that was exactly what I wanted to see. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they, the, you know, I was, all, all those people who were kind of concerned about, you know, Vince is going to put his paws all over this. It's like, nah, man. Like, no. tr- Triple H hat, and he knows what he's doing with this. He knows the roster. He knows the storylines. He knows how to put this brand out. Now, on a week to week basis, you know, two hours after next week, We'll see if that you know the good times roll with the NXT, but tonight was fire. It was it was like the, it was basically the NXT of old, but double because it was yep. two hours long. Yeah, and they definitely put they put their best foot forward. Obviously, they led they led the night off with the Fatal Four Way, and Candice actually going over and becoming the number one contender is huge in my opinion. I think you have in Candice that white meat baby face yep. to go against your heel and, and Shayna Baszler. To really kickstart this this feud on, on USA, I think that's great. <clears throat> I think it's about damn time they push Candice to the moon. She is phenomenal in the ring. She has the look. She has the charisma. I think it's time to push her. Maybe put the belt on her at the next takeover. Let this let this feud build on TV. And then obviously the big one tonight, and this is huge for you, your boys now have all the belts. Undisputed Era with Roddy Strong taking the North American title. Now have every belt. I'm doing the undisputed era hand <laughs> hand sign right now in my uh, in my kitchen. But it, first of all, hell of a match. Dream and Roddy brought it, um, and you knew it was going to be good because those guys are just very very good. Yeah. Um, and I, I even texted you in a scramble toward the end of the match because I thought some shenanigans were going to go on, <laughs> and I thought it was going to be the ultimate turn to end. You know, the first NXT on USA, uh, or the first it was the first hour, but it, that yeah. was the last match. Technically, on USA. the first first show on right. USA because they, they transitioned because. You know, uh, Dream had kicked out of, of Roddy's finisher, and then Undisputed Era came out, and it, it looked like they were a little upset with Roddy. Like, yo, you got to close the deal, man. Like, what the hell? You're the only one without a title. So I texted you immediately, started fantasy booking, <laughs> like I've never fantasy booked before in my life. And I was like, yo, what if they, what if they turn on Roddy and they bring Dream? into the Undisputed Era, and then they still have all the belts? And that unfortunately didn't happen because that would have been. I think that would, that would have been, been too bonkers. insane. Yeah, that would have been bonkers. The show might not be happening right now because I think both of us would have passed out. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, you know, for Roddy to go over uh, was, I think it was the right call, especially on, you know, to end uh, the, the first show on USA. Like, you just needed kind of a banger like that to, yep. uh, you know, send the show out. But, um, dude, all the belts? That's so sick. I mean, it's... Draped it's, in gold, baby. Uh, Draped I mean, in gold. Adam Cole's premonition has come true. He is the man. Uh, I, I love this idea that they are the the marquee faction, the marquee names. They have all the belts. I, I love it. Now everybody has to go after them. Um, the interesting thing here now is I know that we're not doing call-ups anymore because NXT is now its own brand, but I feel like Dream has to go to SmackDown or Raw. I agree. I, I very much agree. I think there's Especially with the draft we... coming up. Like I think yeah. you, can, you keep him off TV for the next couple weeks, and he's drafted. And then that's when he makes the move. I just, I just feel like now, 
you can't continue to have him as a I don't want to like shit on the North American title, but like that's a mid card title for NXT, right? And he's a premier talent. Just move him. Just put him on Raw or SmackDown. Him on SmackDown on Fox, gold, pure gold. Uh, no, absolutely. I think that's what they are doing. I mean, they had him drop the title, obviously. So there's that now. I'm sure the momentum for that move happening has has gone up. So and he just kind of he he fits with the main. I, yeah. I, I can't even say the main roster anymore. Everything's the main roster. Um, but he fits with a Raw or SmackDown, especially SmackDown. Like they need. They're they're apparently going to stack that show with stars, um, and they need an up and comer, right? And he's he's an he, he's already there in our eyes, but you know, for the SmackDown, the the kind of lay audience, if you will, like he's an up and comer, and yeah. he would absolutely be incredible on that show, especially if um, someone else is now champion. Who you know, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but it's uh, I think it's it's just the right move and it's the right time for Dream to finally move to uh, one of the other shows. Yeah, completely agree. Then on the on the uh, the WWE Network portion of the of the card, we actually had the two hundred five live cruiserweight number one contender match, and Leo Rush came back. Crazy, crazy, and he actually won. So Leo Rush is now the number one contender for the cruiserweight belt. He looked good. He looked he really looked good. Phenomenal. I mean his his stunner springboard, oh, the springboard stunner killer. that he did off the bottom rope, killer. is incredible. Um, I love the fact that he uses that size and he goes through the bottom rope. He'll go through the middle rope. Like he, he even t- he even hits the ropes on the middle rope. I, I find that so like fun and interesting. Um, but the fact that they are also moving the the cruiserweight belt over to NXT and making that a part of NXT, I love that idea. Nobody watches two hundred five live. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked that this is like two hundred five live is gone by middle of October. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just love the idea of bringing it to NXT, getting it in front of audiences that want to watch that content. Because obviously NXT is going to be putting on shows in front of smaller audiences. I don't know if they're going to... Are they doing a traveling show? I believe they are. Oh, you mean like house shows? Like a house show set? Well, like are they doing live shows at different arenas like like a SmackDown or a Raw? Are they I believe they are. Be- I don't think it's going to be as rigorous a schedule, but I believe they are going to... I mean, they're already doing it at a smaller scale but like I, th- I just think it makes a lot more sense to have that belt on NXT in front of an audience that really cares about it you can put the the matches instead of bearing them on the pre-show you can put them in a marquee match on on takeover like that's great yeah i think that's only going to continue to boost that brand and boost that belt so uh i love the fact that leo rush is back uh i think it was great for him to actually be away from the company for a while or, or like get that stink off of him that he had uh, from all the backstage dealings that were going on um, and he is, he's so good in the ring. He's such a raw talent. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'd be fucking psyched if they put the belt on him. I'd be really into that. I mean, we all know he can talk. So, yeah. I, you know, the cruiserweight title has, they, they've lacked that for <laughs> as long as, uh, you know, it's been on 205 Live, to be frank. So it, to have someone who's that good, both in the ring and on the mic, like that could lift that division single-handedly. Yeah. And that's something it, it definitely needs. And NXT could use the matches to fill. I mean, they have an extra hour to fill now every mm-hmm. week. So it's, it's no, you know, they, they just need more titles. And like you said, no one was really watching 205 Live, unfortunately, unless you're like super diehard or you were at the show. Um, so it, it, it's great that they're going to start getting more of an audience. And, you know, USA is obviously, no matter what, what, when you put that match, it's going to be a much bigger audience than you would have, you know, on the network after on SmackDown network, or yeah. whenever you know Two Hundred Five Live is right now. Yeah, and, and then obviously to end the show tonight, they had a bit of a weird finish. They they ended it with the the Riddle Killian Dane street fight, which ended up being everybody in the locker room fighting backstage and in back into the ring, and they actually ended the show with everybody fighting. I don't really know where this is going. And you and I were kind of spitballing off air. Um, and one of the ideas that we came up with is, like, Adam Cole doesn't have a challenger. Right. I, um, so could you potentially lead this into a battle royale winner gets Adam Cole at the next TakeOver or Adam Cole in the next USA show? Like, could you take this ending of everybody in the backstage brawling and turn this into a battle royale number one contender? I mean, I think it makes sense, and I think maybe you, do you save that match for the first two-hour show that goes head-to-head with AEW? Yes, a, I think the, you want to see the Cole that. match. That's crazy, yeah. Yes, you save that. You save that the Cole title match for for that show. 
And then you could potentially yeah. do the Battle Royale next week or the week after. Yeah, anything. But like, I, I think they're gonna either either the Battle Royale or Wait. the actual title shot takes place versus have, AEW. I think they need to have one of those two. Okay, yeah, yeah. going head to head, right? Like it doesn't what, matter AD, which. AEW's in what, like two weeks? Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, either yeah, you either you, either one of those has to be on that first that first night. Oh, yeah, it's. I mean, that's again, NXT is stacked with talent, and to I think that's that's just a great way also to get a bunch of eyes on a bunch of new people, you know, or new to the mainstream audience anyway, in one foul swoop, right? You mm-hmm. get everyone in this match. You could probably give them all like one good spot, uh, just to give them a little a little sampler plate, a little taste. And then you know the winner takes on Cole, and I think that's just that's just a smart way to go about it. Yeah. Um, especially because again, the, for the majority of the USA audience, uh, these guys and girls are, are going to be very very new. So I think that's just a smart way to, to kind of go about it. Yeah. And speaking of somebody who is not new, your boy Brock Lesnar is back. <laughs> he doesn't get and- a sticker. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> he came back. He's got a, he's got a fresh haircut. He's got a he looks like he lost a little weight. He's got a beard. He's got a beard that makes him look like he's definitely the culprit in the Law and Order <laughs> SVU episode. <laughs> so he has come back and he will challenge Kofi Kingston on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. I what? Mean, it's great usage. It's that is smart. a that is an incredible match for that first night. Um, if that doesn't draw eyeballs, I don't know what does. Um, so that's that's incredible. I think that's an, that's the perfect use of Brock Lesnar's star power. And the way that you need to kick off that new venture on Fox. The one thing I have to say, though, is this is like we're 95% sure this is the end of Kofi's title run. <sighs> I think so. I mean, I either. So I think so personally, and that sucks. But I also think either way, either way that this turns out, whether Brock wins or Kofi retains, I think it's going to be a big story. Yeah. Right. And and SmackDown will win. The, the fact that this match is occurring is already, you know, a win and a bonus for them. So, but that to answer your question though, yeah. I mean, if you if you're looking at it like the trouble in paradise, you can give that to Brock as many times as you want. That that from like a pure sports standpoint, I don't know if that takes down Brock. Right. Like the stomp. Oh, from like a kayfabe standpoint. Right. From a kayfabe standpoint, like. It just—I don't know if it hurts him. Does he even go I mean, down? It's a, like it's a kick to the back of the head. That shit hurts. Yeah, but he, you also have to like Kofi still has to spin to do it. You know, there's there's always this extra half second, and I, I understand gotta... that you know someone spun in front of me and was gonna you know yeah. either deliver a, uh, a Superman punch or a Trouble in Paradise. I'd probably be like, what the hell is happening? And that would freeze you. Mm. So I guess that's the allure of the move. But I feel like Brock would just catch your ass. And then that's F5 what I'm thinking. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I think. I can almost call the finish now. Like, Kofi goes for Trouble in Paradise, and Brock catches it and immediately like flips him into an F five, and that's the that's the end. But like, it like you said, it is it's a big story either way. They they decide to go here. I think it's a bigger story if Kofi goes over because then that just shows that like they are truly one hundred percent fully invested in Kofi Kingston as a champion, and they believe in him. If they put him over on Brock, uh, I don't think it will happen. But I, I think that would be fucking massive if they did that. And that would right. be huge. Like, that'd also be a big thing from Brock. Like, for Brock to be like, oh, yeah, I'll come back for the first big show on SmackDown and I'll put somebody else over. Again, right. I don't I'll think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'll drop to the WWE champion. Yeah, it's like, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, that would be huge. That'd be a massive, like, story in the, in the wrestling community. But I think it's safe to say that the Kofi's time as champion is over uh, come October 11th. Um, but we'll see. I, I I mean I'm I'm interested in that match. I think it's a really great way to kickstart uh, Friday Night SmackDown Live. Friday Night SmackDown. I, I think it's just Friday Night SmackDown. Did they take out the live? They changed the font. So they I did change the there's, font. There's a lot of changes happening with <laughs> with the show in general. Yeah. Um, um, so moving on, we finally have our King of the Ring. Our brackets are completely done. They were trash. We have King Corbin. Yeah, neither of us picked this. No, probably. no. Let's just be honest with with the audience and ourselves. We, we were, I, but I also think we picked it. Uh, we we made these. We were both biased, and that we couldn't see past our dislike for Baron Corbin at the start of this tournament. But he won us both over by the yeah. end. This is one hundred percent the right call. Absolutely. I mean, the moment you see him put on that freaking crown, 
And they, I mean, the WWE actually put together a photo, they put a photo of him with the crown on, and it was like, you could tell it was a total Photoshop crown. Right. It looked like an emoji. It lo- yeah, it did look like an emoji. Um, but, like, the moment he put on that crown, it was like instant heat. Like, that is so good. That's exactly what you want if you're going to have a, a heel win King of the Ring. is like, you just want that instant heat, and he has it. Um, <clears throat> so he's already playing that annoying, batshit, like, you want to punch him in the face heel as King Corbin, uh, and it's working. Uh, it looks like now they're going to extend this feud with Gable. The match itself to for, for him to win was actually really strong. I thought Gable was great. It was a really good match. Yeah. Like, the, uh, cr- the crowd was so into it. Yeah. It's very rare nowadays to see a crowd that into um, a Raw or a SmackDown if it's not the main event. Like, they, I thought they put it on at a weird time. I think it was a third or fourth match. Yeah. on Raw, so I thought that was strange. I was trying to see if it lined up with uh, Monday Night Football's halftime, but it was. It was so early in the uh, in 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 the show and, and in the evening, so it was a very interesting choice. But the crowd was when Gable had him in the ankle lock. Crowd was he was going wild. Yeah, no, it was it was it was it was pay per view esque. The energy in that in that so arena. I th- I still think it was a mistake to not put this on Clash of Champions. I think it would have been much bigger. Oh, on Clash absolutely, because yeah. you can easily like. There were a couple of matches on Clash of Champions we just could have like nixed. Like you can nix the Cruiserweight Championship match. You can you could have nixed the US title match. We'll talk about that later. But like Ugh. you could have nixed <laughs> that. Like you could have nixed actually like the the Roman Rowan match it was you could have nixed the match but you definitely needed the Harper reveal and we'll talk about right, more it. Right. It was just week. a build to that. It, exactly. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later. But like there was a handful of matches you could have nixed. And really just put that on uh, and continued the everything is everything has stakes and everything has a title or or some sort of like championship at the end, whether it's King of the Ring or Belt. Uh, they even did the, the Clash of Championships or the Clash of Champions intro for the King of the Ring final. Like they turned out the lights and they did the like the boxing intros, which I thought was great. But like mm-hmm. I just felt like it was better. It, 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 this would have been better suited on a pay-per-view uh, rather than on a Raw. Uh, but with that said, they made the right call with going King Corbin. He's going to rub it in everybody's face for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think they they built a star, or they made they made uh, Chad Gable. Um, he is a bona fide person that I want to like. He's a bona fide star in my opinion. I think he's great, uh, and he's somebody that I want to watch. Um, hopefully that goes for everybody else because he he really did put in work for this tournament, and I think that they really put him over. No, really, and I think the unexpected thing here with the with the King of the Ring tournament as a whole was they built two stars essentially. Corbin, yep. you know, being one of them, and I think you know he won over a lot of wrestling people that were otherwise very anti Corbin. And right below that, one A is Chad Gable became out of nowhere a legitimate, almost like an overnight sensation. Right, like yep. I think everyone who watches wrestling and is kind of you know, a little over obsessive about it. Knew he could go. He, they knew he could do the things that he did, and he just kept getting put in weird spots, right? Like American Alpha, and then that tag team with um, with with Bobby Roode. So he was always kind of covered up by someone else. Um, and for him to kind of get his single shine in in what was you know they they made it out to be a huge deal, and it was you know the King of the Ring tournament. It was it was awesome, and and yeah. to build him into another face that people can get behind. Um, it's it's just it's crazy and i think it was very unexpected i think if you just kind of looked at how where they placed him um in the bracket they probably didn't expect him to go that deep um but once they kind of saw the reaction and the work that he was putting in they decided to just ride the hot hand and it was the right call that being said it was absolutely the right call to give it to corbin because heels just make better king of the rings like just I've, i've said that over and over again during this tournament and like just looking at everyone, everything in the past. Like even King Booker made an appearance on SmackDown, and like he's obviously <laughs> beloved now. But at that time, he was annoying as shit. Like he would just keep he talked in a weird pseudo British accent, and it was incredible. And now Corbin kind of has that clout amongst everyone, and he can use that for a very very long time. Like even he may not be challenging for a title um, anytime soon because that the title pictures are a little crowded. But he now has that King of the Ring. Uh, crown, which kind of gives him a target on his back without having a title, which I think is smart. Yep, he can he can just float basically and allow people to mm-hmm. he can feud with random people and just be an asshole. Yep. which is exactly what he needs to be with that character. So, 
like like we said, like perfect call. Another thing that we're really really liking right now, we'll rush through this because we are like, we have a lot of things to go through. But like the women's title picture across all brands is in they're great shape. It's really good. So yeah. like obviously we have Sasha and Becky, and they put on a to me a fire match at Clash of Champions. I loved. Yep. I love the the ending and the breakdown of the entire match. Uh, the fact that like they went into the concourse and Becky poured mustard on <laughs> the Sasha. Mustard. I was like, oh wow. my god, that's the disgusting. disrespect. That was yeah. wild. Uh, but we are going to get that match Hell in a Cell. That's going to be a banger. Cannot wait for that. That's another reason to go to Sacramento. Exactly. I think someone's coming off the top, the top of the cage, Ooh. top of the cell. Ooh. One of them is is diving off for Ooh. sure. That's that's. I mean, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. And then and then on the SmackDown side, you have Charlotte and Bailey actually doing really really good stuff bailey as a chicken shit heel is fucking phenomenal i'm gonna say it her work at clash of champions was great i love the fact that she snuck off the ring the uh the turnbuckle cover smacked charlotte's face into it and then got the pin and booked it i loved it full get out sprint loved every (laughs) second of it her as a chicken shit heel is perfect and charlotte is really coming back around as a face um so everything that they're doing there is great. The women's tag title uh, tag, tag title picture is is solid right now. Alexa and Nikki have they've been really, really good. They've been they, really good as champions. Exactly. Yes, and they've elevated these titles since when when the Iconics first won it. It was great. It was a great story, and they had some cachet, and then it slowly went downhill. It just dragged. Yes. For too too long with them. So they weren't they, wrestling enough. Yeah. Exactly. And now with Alexa and Nikki actually doing work, they're actually consistently on tv consistently in the ring and to me they've kind of they've grown on me as a pair um to the point that when they do eventually split up i'm gonna probably be heartbroken <laughs> uh, because i just love i love the interactions that they have i love the way that they've brought nikki along here um yeah it's been so really good they've been excellent as as the champs um so all in all the women's title picture even with nxt with Shayna and candace I'm so in on all of this. This is great work. Um, I, I haven't seen anything better from all these all these women this year. I think this is the best work they've done. Yeah, and I mean, how good must it feel to be any of the four horsewomen right now? Like they are running the shows. Yep. They're running both. They're at the top of both shows. They're feuding with each other. Like they're legitimately friends in real life, and they they must just just be having like the time of their lives. Like it's 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 awesome to see because you know for a while charlotte kind of floated to the top and then you know there was like a hierarchy with the four of them now the four of them i would say any of them could main event anything any show right now and you would say that makes sense prior to this like it was just kind of charlotte then becky kind of obviously made her run and she's now kind of at the top of the food chain but the way that sasha and bailey have found ways to just say you know what we're going to keep up we're going to we're going to be at the the four of us are going to run this thing um it has been awesome to watch also the Becky, so going to the Bailey thing that you were talking about, you know, the chicken shit heel. I've never, this is, first of all, this was super smart of her to un- unbuckle the turnbuckle on the bottom rope because yes. the ref is less likely to see that. Right? Yes. In the past, when this has been done, you know, it's always the top turnbuckle. And, you know, that's where it's exposed. Someone hits their head on it, um, which they have to oversell. You know, it's, it's kind of an unnatural movement to, like, bang your head into that thing. Yep. Um, but this, the bottom rope one was super, it was just clever. I don't think I've seen that before. I was, like, trying to rack my brain to figure out, has anyone else done the lower rope or the lower turnbuckle? Because yeah, that I, just makes the most sense. I can't, I can't recall it. And it, it looked, it was great because it was, like, super sneaky, like you said. And, like, when she actually i think it was like a toe drag that like brought yeah, charlotte over simple toe drag and it was like it went really quick and i think a lot, it caught a lot of people off guard and then when they did the replay like, oh it was an exposed turnbuckle and right, like, exactly. oh yeah it's chicken shit heel move it's so good um so I, I i'm all the way in on this i think i think you're right like all four of them are just like on heaters right now and they're just going they're going all in i was making this, the the case on sunday that like Becky and Sasha could have been that could have been the main event at Clash of Champions. That Absolutely, was just, it was really like, good. That I match mean, was amazing. Yeah, it was great, and the way that they brought it into the crowd and they were just fist fighting the crowd. I thought that was awesome. So like, I love what they're doing. I want this to continue to to go forward. I, Sasha and and Sasha as a heel is just money. 
I mean, they tried her as a baby face, and she just does not get over it for me. Her, her heel work is just ten times better than her baby face work. I think the same could be. I, I think for me now, the same could be said for Bailey. Her heel work is so much better than her her baby face work. It's not. Her, Bailey's heel work is interesting though because she doesn't play like the typical heel, right? She's never about like, oh, I'm better than you. Um, like, I, I, she she plays like the, oh, I didn't know that was wrong. Like, that's such an interesting way to do it the chicken shit she's playing the chicken shit we all know someone (laughs) like in our workplace or or anywhere that who's just kind of like they kind of play dumb a little bit but you know that they know exactly what the hell they're doing so Mm -hmm. it's it's really you know it brings us this form of realism to that that heel and it's it's just a different take and you know she still keeps a smile on her face it's almost like the the sammy zane formula where it's like yeah you you kind of have you still have the same music right her she still has face music she still has those waving those giant things with her waving hands and like Mm -hmm. it's still a face move but to do the opposite and you know do heel-ish things and just claim like claim innocence um it's a it's a great way to attack being a heel yep exactly it's 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 a total like 180 from what Sasha is doing. Sasha is doing the traditional, doing, yeah, heel the work. classic heel. Yeah. Yep. So moving on to the last thing that we really, really like this weekend. Uh, obviously, it's it's the return of Luke Harper. Ooh. I mean, that came out of fucking nowhere. I mean, he the, for the last couple of months, all he's been doing is tweeting random things on social, oh, saying like on, on Twitter, saying. It's Tuesday. You, you know, know what that, that means. means. <laughs> he did it for every single day. Yeah. He would do it once a day. You'd sometimes catch it um, if you, you know, if you're on TweetDeck. Sometimes you'd miss it. But if you look back, he does it like once every day. Yeah. It's like so, his thing. I'm, I'm so happy that he's back. We obviously have the Bludgeon Brothers back together again. Another force in the SmackDown tag team division. But the interesting twist that we're going to get here is we may be going toward a Bludgeon Brothers versus Roman Reigns and Daniel fucking Bryan tag yeah, I think team that, match. That's definitely coming at Hell in a Cell now. Like that's just they they, they mapped that out at the they end of SmackDown. They did map it out yesterday. What a match and what a foursome there. That is that is that's, something I would not. Uh, that's I wouldn't four guess. great workers right there. I would I well, want to see that match. I would say like three and a half. Rowan, sure. I'm still not there yet. Harper, <laughs> Harper Harper's great. fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. But like Rowan is coming around. His character is officially, like, he is that monster, monster heel that SmackDown definitely needed to go alongside of a Braun Strowman on Raw. So he is playing that character, and he's playing it well. And Great now finisher, too. I love his finisher. The skull? And it's, just, it's just like, a, it's, it's a chokeslam by all intents and purposes, but, but it's it, he grabs him by the dude's face? That's yeah, crazy. That's yeah, demonic. It is, it is a crazy finish, but, like... I wouldn't have predicted this months ago. This is an interesting twist. I think there's... So, the cynic in me is immediately thinking that when they do have the match, Brian is going to turn on Roman, and eventually he's going to yeah, say, like, I, I, was I, was, I was the mastermind, and then that's the new stable. Brian, Rowan, Harper. And he's teamed up with them before when he was he, he you know was, he was brainwashed the, by the Wyatt family or yes. whatever that storyline was. So that's my immediate thought as the cynic, but, like... I wouldn't mind seeing like Brian and Roman kind of team up, team up legitimately, and like I did see make a some. Run. I forgot who where I saw this, but someone had thrown out the idea that of exactly what you said that Brian turns on him, you know, reveals that he was really the mastermind behind trying to kill him, and then Roman is is backed up by the Usos who are going to be returning anytime soon. So that also would make sense, and I'd be interested to see that just because obviously. You know, Usos are fantastic, um, but I would also be. I'm sort of into this. You know, on the border, like is he a heel? Is he a face? Daniel Bryan, like he's yeah. uh, he that can make for some compelling stuff, and it would be really interesting to see what he does with that because we've now seen both sides of him, right? We've seen the you know the baby face, we've seen you know the the full on attacking the crowd heel. So it, I think it would be great to kind of see him just kind of like a Becky Lynch role where he's he's just kind of goes between both sides um so i mean every, everything he does is gold i mean he is yep. he is quite possibly when he was a baby face he was the most over person in the company he had probably one of the best runs in the history of the company and now when he was a when he was a heel he was the best heel in the company he was so good easily easily um, so like he is 
he is a master at this job uh, at this profession anything he does is gold so i'm i'm just waiting to see what where they go with this because i as a daniel bryan stan love seeing him work um so we'll see how it goes now let's dive in really really quickly into the things that we didn't like there's actually not a lot because this is a really solid week but the first thing that we have to talk about is this raw tag team situation what a mess this is it's rough man it's uh You've got two guys who are tag team champions who weren't a team like a month ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, so forget a month ago, two weeks ago. Um, and I like so I think the only saving grace for this right now is that the draft is coming. We'll talk about that a little in detail a little bit more later. But I think that's their chance to kind of reshuffle, reshuffle the deck a little bit, put some legitimate tag teams on there. Um, because again, they're going to need to. With AEW is going to be in full swing by then. So yep. with a legitimate tag team division over there, like you can't continue this, you know, these one-off tag teams just being your champions this often. Like it's happened too much since WrestleMania, um, and you need to legitimize. Like I, you know, the Usos are coming back, so who knows where, where they will be? You know, move heavy machinery around. Like the Viking Raiders are, were were they this week? <laughs> like they were cheersing with Stone Cold Steve Austin um, a couple weeks ago. Like put them back in the picture. Yep. There's there's a lot of legitimate tag teams. So like this needs of all the things that need probably fixing i guess if you will is this tag team division because yeah, this is th- at this least on smackdown there's at least some sort of continuity there's always like a tag team who has it whether it's the usos the new day or and now the revival so raw needs to figure it out yeah i mean this is like priority number one to fix because you cannot go forward with bobby Roode or robert Roode, sorry and <laughs> dolph ziggler as your champions and then like you have braun kind of weirdly in the mix Without a tag team partner, like he's Call, called Nicholas. Is Nicholas free? Oh, does shit. he have uh, well, Zandler no, break it, yet? No, it's back. In, he's back in school. I mean, if they would have done this months ago, he would have been on summer break, and it would have been. I'm fine, sure that but. they could find him on like one of those teacher faculty days. Just bring him in real quick and fly him back to school. I mean, no? that's a lot of money to pay <laughs> for for him to fly out and fly back. I mean, in, his but his like, dad is uh, is John Cone. His dad's a ref. I'm sure that WWE could cover it. I'm sure, but I mean, Braun is just kind of like there and he like he interrupted the submit on on monday night raw like i just don't understand what they're going to do with him i know that they had done it in the past where he tried to be the one man tag tag champ but like let's just get legitimate legitimate tag teams together put them on both brands it's really imbalanced right now with with smackdown really having the top heavy tag teams and, and raw is just like scraping the bottom of the barrel um so like you said like i hope the draft can fix this We'll see. One thing the draft cannot fix is the gender reveal party that we had to witness <laughs> on Raw. What uh, the hell was that? It wasn't even a party. Can we can we say a couple of things? So, first of all, my biggest gripe was they're like, oh, the Street Profits are going to host it. Great. Uh, what are know, the Street Profits doing? Uh, apparently hosting gender reveals and acting as just like, a Greek chorus and announcing things that are just happening in front of you. Two months ago, they were super over yeah, and now they, they're like they haven't wrestled they're continuing continuing to do these really worthless it's not that they're good, not good they're good because they're great in front of the camera but they're worthless segments on they Raw also lost the uh, nxt tag titles yeah it's like <laughs> it's been we a rough couple weeks completely killed the momentum that they've had and now they're hosting a gender reveal party which ends up being a gigantic shit show when Maria says that Ricochet was the baby daddy, and then Ricochet beats up Mike, and then R- Rusev is the baby daddy? Also did not make... I mean, first of all, I'm glad Rusev's back. Like, let's put that out there. Rusev looked uh, jacked as shit. Oh, no, he looked shredded, dude. He's uh, And the mustache? The the stash. He took Bobby Roode's stash, or Robert yeah. Roode's stash. That's actually where it went. Um, no, it was a weird segment. It's weird usage of a lot of people. Um, and it, if that was if it was just a vehicle to get Rusev back, I think we could have done that in a more efficient manner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like we better way. Have, we could have used Mike Kanellis and Maria. Um, also, isn't Rusev married? Like, Tell <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some there's a little. I mean, few puddles. Rusev few puddles. Rusev is married. Ricochet is in a long term committed relationship with Casey Canizero, and it's like, what are we doing here? Like, I feel bad. Yeah. Like, 
I, I honestly feel bad for, for Mike and Maria because, like, literally, like, they don't get on TV at all. And the, the one story that they're doing is Maria constantly take, taking a gigantic dump on Mike on live TV. And, like, it's not enjoyable to watch. It's, it's, it's cringeworthy. It's really uncomfortable. And it's like, what are we, try, what are we doing here? What are we trying to do? What is the story that they're trying to tell? Is Mike is like the end game here? Mike's gonna leave Maria and leave her as a single mother. That's not great either. I, I don't like that storyline at all. <laughs> That's super depressing. That's, yeah, Nobody exactly. wants to see that. Uh, like they gotta they gotta figure this out. And I mean, of all the, th- I mean, I, I know Heyman was or is in in charge of all this stuff now. Um, that was just a weird. It was a weird miss. It was a weird miss by him. So. Uh, hopefully they remedy the situation and they give Rusev something more meaningful to do. I think that's that's the bottom line, right? Is fine. You want to use it to introduce him back, like give him something to do rather than be engulfed in what's going to be some stupid ass uh, baby mama drama. If that's if that's what no. this is supposed to be, I yeah. I don't know. It's 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 super bizarre. Speaking of super bizarre, Cedric Alexander's momentum just came to a screeching halt. Um, of the past uh, over Clash the, of Champions this past week, Raw. yeah, it's it's past gone. Three days, I can't believe it. Like, for one, they put AJ and him on the pre-show on Clash of Champions. It made zero sense to me. That's a fire match. They only gave him seven minutes. Again, who's putting who's putting AJ Styles on a pre-show? By the way, like I, I don't know. Can you, like, I would I would have loved to see his face when they told him he was going to be on the freaking pre-show of Clash of Champions and then have no in. Like, no involvement the rest of the night. I can understand they're going to put him on the pre-show and he's involved in shenanigans later, but he had no involvement, so it was a waste. The match that they had was way too short. What they did with the time, though, was fun and interesting. It was great, yeah. Um, and then on, on Raw, they do the six-man, and Cedric gets pinned again. So what are we doing with Cedric? Like His momentum is gone. And he got he's, crushed after the match. Yes. Yeah, so after like, match squash. That was wild. Do they continue to have him feud with the OC and you continue to try to push that he's fighting against the odds because it's one against three and then this is how you push him as a babyface? To me, that doesn't work in a long-term sense because at some point, people are going to get like over the fact that he's continuing to get beat up and he's like, right, exactly. it's like the Rocky storyline. Nobody like, I'm kind of over that. I want to see him just win. I want to see him really fight and defy the odds, and right now he's not. He's getting pinned in the middle of the ring on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, you know, all that being said, one of his biggest fans in the back is Paul Heyman, and he, Heyman is the reason why he's been getting, you know, this this recent push into the spotlight. Like he's had some great matches with Drew McIntyre um, and everything else, and you know, he had a good run in in the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, obviously, he didn't win, but. You know, Heyman is a fan, and um, whether they need to do something to kind of re give him like to, for us to take him seriously again. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what that is. I I think it's giving him the U.S. title, but that also you could Braun could take it at this point. Like Braun might need it. I, I don't like I, it, if if I posed you the question, who needs the U.S. title more for to legitimize themselves, Cedric Alexander or Braun Strowman? Cedric. Oh, okay. I I think Braun is at the stage now. He is a um, a star that you can bank on to to just have random matches, and you can always lean on him for uh, the typical like monster or David versus David versus Goliath feud. Sure. So like he doesn't need to be like. It's almost like you're saying he's in Big Show territory. I mean, he is. To be honest with you, he is. But like, I, I think you need to put it on Cedric. He needs it more than anybody. Um, just to solidify him as a star on the main roster, um, and and have people challenge him as your babyface. So we'll see. We got to pay some bills though. Well, we do. We do have to pay some bills. Uh, what a, what an opening segment. Let's take a quick break to talk about our friends over at Axios. There are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports, but how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's very true. I've tried it. (laughs) Now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. 
Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL to niche, 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 niche. sports, niche. Well, it's a, it's a conversation. Sports <laughs> like cricket and ping pong. Oh, Hello. I need that ping pong news. I need it. Uh, one of, uh, side note, one of my crowning achievements at Bleacher Report was my, before I left, was my victory over Jeremy in ping pong. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. We will not speak of that. Yeah. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability, ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Head on over to sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coers. I've always wanted to be the cool person. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, it's it's it's. It, I think it's too late for us, but we can we can try. Join the one hundred thousand sports fans who get caught up on the day before on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports newsletter for free at sports.axios.com. Um, I, I just subscribed to it uh, before we hopped on air here, um, and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. So try it for free, ninety nine at sports.axios.com. We're going to take another quick break to talk about our friends over at Roman, not Reigns, Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. The same is true for erectile dysfunction, though I don't have ED, guys. (laughs) Not ready to go there yet. (laughs) Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe you genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping and you can get your gimmick right. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it is easy to connect with the doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Get your gimmick right, and your ladies will be happy. Wow. All right, I'm, I'm glad you kept it appropriate at the end there. I was scared. You took a deep breath, and I was like, "Oh, he's he's, he's I was ready go to for drop a full some... swing here." <laughs> uh, we're gonna uh, we have a little bit left in the show here, so we're gonna wrap this up. But we're, before we do, we're gonna hit our news and notes. The first big news and note is that the draft is back, taking place on October 11th. Is the first first day of the draft is actually gonna be on SmackDown, which is gonna be interesting. That's, um, usually. Yeah. The first day of these drafts, when it's multi days, which is uh, you know all of them <laughs> has been on Raw historically, so it's huge that they are going to put this on SmackDown. Obviously, they need to do it for you know the ratings boost and to make Fox all kinds of happy. And uh, this is their way of kind of shift again, reshuffling the deck, not only for the Raw tag team division like we talked about earlier, but f- to get you know some of their bigger stars back on smackdown um and uh, you know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um you know one question you know i do have is and i'm just wondering do you think nxt is is part of it is it kind of an unspoken thing that they are because nxt superstars have been drafted before and they you know they just haven't been mentioned um i think in the promo in the lead up to it like you know finn balor was drafted mm-hmm. uh, when he was still in nxt uh, he was drafted by raw during that so uh, what do you think? Is is this where we see Dream get drafted? See, like I would really like it to be a part of it, like a three brand draft. I think it would make a ton of sense. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be part of it. I think all the branding, all the lead up to it, has been like we're drafting Raw and SmackDown. So it's like they're purposefully leaving NXT out of it. Though I do think they'll continue to draft NXT talent 
to these brands. And I think what will end up happening is you'll just start seeing old superstars from Raw and SmackDown just show up on NXT, like you did with Tyler Breeze, like you did with Fandango. Like They'll just show up, and they won't be technically drafted. They'll just be on NXT. I think it. I think it'd be great if they actually did all three brands, but I just think the way that's going to work is NXT. You'll see NXT talent drafted to Raw and SmackDown, and you'll see Raw and SmackDown talent just randomly show up on NXT. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad they're having a draft in general, um, which also leads us to our next thing uh, because with the well, draft, one means, quick question here. One quick question. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do a mock draft the week before? Oh, a thousand percent. Do we? So wait, are you saying we do it on the show? Or yes, do we, do, we it? do it on the show. Okay. I'm thinking five rounds. I don't want to go like I don't sure. want to go too in depth. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do a f- the night before or the yeah the the week before the week of. We'll do a five round mock draft. Okay, I'm in. All right. Let's, we'll we'll establish some rules off air, and you know we'll post them on Twitter and Instagram. So you know we'll have some parameters and guidelines to go through. But yeah, no, we'll we'll absolutely do that. All right, if you have, if, you have uh, if any of our listeners have suggestions on who we should take, uh, please shoot those over. We can uh, as, as a GM personally, I love to get fan input. So I don't know about Jeremy over there. He's a little arrogant. No, nobody um, give me any input. <laughs> I already have my ideas. Well, there you go. Um, so send me your picks because I'm <laughs> I'm a GM of the people, everyone. But basically, this draft means that drum roll, please. The wild card rule is dead, and thank, thank God. God. Yeah. Woo. Now we can get some clarity of wh- who's on which brand, because this wild card rule is a was a mess. It was doomed from the start. So thank God it's over with, and we can finally really understand. This person's on SmackDown, this person's on Raw, this person's on NXT, and we can just move forward. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. Like, obviously, I was infuriated by it in the beginning because it absolutely made no sense. Um, but I'm actually impressed that they were able to keep up this facade for this long. You know, it's yeah. obviously we knew it was all a lie and it was all just um, trying to get trying to overexpose their superstars but you, the fact that they were able to keep it going this long was it got to the point where like it's almost impressive how much they've have everyone fake buying into it yeah. even though everyone on the roster knows it's like stupid. michael cole would like randomly go like he's on raw because of the wild car rule right and, like, and you're like oh yeah you can like almost envision like cory grave just like rolling his shit. eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um another piece of news that dropped uh this week was starcade is officially returning to to the network will be a one-hour special in December. It's going to be on, I think, Sunday, December 1st. So that's really interesting and, and, and really fun. It's it's a quick special. Obviously, like there's all that history with Starcade. So it'll be fun to see them come back uh, and do that special once again. Um, another piece of news that dropped and that we, we all saw on SmackDown was Offset came out and introduced Charlotte in with the Ric Flair drip. With the robe? robe. Let's oh, go. I mean, that was totally... I, I understand they were in Atlanta, but like, kind of blew my mind. I was like, I did not expect this. What did you think about it? I mean, have you heard the song? It's phenomenal. I so, mean, I've heard this. The song is great. Yeah, so it, it, it made sense. I mean, why not? Let's have some fun. Um, and like, I'm sure Vince or whoever, anytime they can bring someone mainstream into their world, um, I'm sure that caught headlines where it shouldn't have caught headlines, right? And that, that just kind of gives exposure to the product. So it makes sense. And it, I'm actually surprised this is the first time he's done it. <laughs> so, yeah. Because that song's been out for a while. So it's it was uh, it was good usage of it. I'm sure he loved it. Um, so kudos. The the robe looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, the well. robe is, 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 is awesome. Fire. Yeah, fire. It's, it's fire. Oh, speaking of, well, no one got fired. I didn't, that was a bad transition. That anyway, was, yeah, uh, you've done better. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so we've actually got some interesting with you know with the wild not wild card. Wow, the the wild card rules. It's, it's going to trip trip me up for the last time with the draft um, imminent. There are some reported announce booth changes for Raw and SmackDown. And actually, so I don't. This is big. These these are actually some huge names hopping in and out. Um, of the booth. And again, this is reported. Nothing has been confirmed, so we'll see how this all shakes out. But um, the reported booth changes right now um, Dio Madden and Vic Joseph to Raw. Wow. That's massive. Huge. Vic Joseph's great. And Michael Cole, Corey Graves to SmackDown. So, so Corey Graves would no longer do double duty. He would no, no longer be doing double duty. Renee Young would be 
if this is correct, would be off the announced team. But um, as mu- as unclear as her future is, she is clearly going to be hosting the Fox Studio show or Fox Sports One, I should say. So that's which I think like huge move for her. I love her. Like I love Renee in the booth. Like she's solid. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. But I think like her, she's so much better in a studio show setting. Like. Well, she was hosting Talking Smack. Uh, Talking was, Smack was incredible. Was, yeah, 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 was so good. So I think that's a better like better fits her talent. Like I would still love like if she remains in the booth. That's great because I I think she's she she's really found her voice there. <coughs> Excuse me, and she's done a great job. But like I find I find her in this like her studio work to be so much better. Also, to me, what this kind of speaks to is like it feels like they're going to be treating SmackDown like the A Show. You're At moving least for your, a while, yeah. You're that moving your A show announcers and a good chunk of your A show talent to SmackDown to really boost that 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 level for the uh, foreseeable future on that Fox brand. So, which it, which it, makes sense, right? Like they're going to be on a network television show. Yeah, this, this, I mean it does. Make USA sense. is it's, it, like you need to subscribe to certain packages to get USA, right? Everyone gets Fox. Mm-hmm. Everyone watches. You know the NFL on on Fox on Sundays, so everyone has that channel. So to treat it like your A show without actually saying it, I mean, it makes a, to- a whole lot of sense. And to to put two people who are almost surefire things within your company right now in Cole and Graves, it, it's just the smart thing to do. And obviously, like there's the rumors that you know Becky's gonna be moved over to SmackDown, and and Brock will be a mainstay um, on SmackDown. It, so it's all just kind of lining up to that. Um, that being said, to just kind of talk about your, your Renee Young point, I, I totally agree with you. Also, I think this from a personal standpoint, and I, I can't, you know, I, I, I haven't spoken to Renee Young or anything like that, but the Fox Studio show is supposedly taking place in L.A., which is a lot closer to where she lives in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. I think just from a life standpoint, it Probably might make sense to do that. Again, like Moxley, her, her husband, John Moxley, will be on the road for AEW, but I'm sure he'll be you know, finding time to come home. Um, and it, it'll just be easier for both of them in, in terms of their travel schedules if, if Renee is just kind of, a, you know, an hour flight away uh, whenever she has to do the studio show. So um, I, like you, I hope she stays in the booth because I, I love her work. But it, it does make sense to have her there um, because they do need a known face in that role as well, right? Mm-hmm. And she's absolutely one of the more known faces um, on, you know, whether it's a backstage interviewer or on the commentary team. Yeah, I mean they they need a, their own talent there to to really shine. Um, so I, I I wouldn't be mad at her at her transitioning back to the studio. So the last bit of news that we wanted to talk about tonight, um, AEW finally released the official tag team championship tournament bracket, and it is a doozy, folks. So they released the sides of the brackets. We had the Young Bucks Young Bucks versus Private Party on October 9th in Boston. I mean, a great match. Holy shit, what a match! You have the Lucha Bros versus our boys, the Jurassic Express, on October 16th in <laughs> Philly. Again, holy shit, what a match. Then on the same night, October 16th in Philly, you're having Best Friends versus SCU. What a match. That's going to be really, really solid. Uh, totally different from the Young Bucks Private Party and Lucha Bros versus the Jurassic Express, which is going to be crazy spot fest. They're going to be all over the place. Best Friends SCU is going to be more, I think, a little bit more down to earth, but it's still going to be great. A classic tag team wrestling match. Winner of Best Friends SCU is obviously going to face the Dark Order. Nobody gives a shit about the Dark Ooh. Order, but I think we're ultimately going to lead into we're going to see Best Friends versus Dark Order once again, and that 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 match will end up being on October 23rd in Philadelphia. That's uh, that's or in Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. And then uh, again in Oct- on October 23rd in Pittsburgh, you'll have the other semifinal, which will. Um, Ultimately, lead up to the final on October 30th. I can't wait for this. I think this is perfect for tag team wrestling. We're going to break it down even more match by match when it, when it gets closer to the actual tournament. Uh, we may even put together our picks. Ooh, we'll um, do another bracket. Yes. This is the I first mean, time I did so well. Yeah. So we should do that. But for now, check out our, our Twitter account. We, we posted the bracket. You can kind of make your own predictions. Personally, I have... I have... The Lucha Bros winning this thing. I think it just makes a ton of sense. But we'll see. I'm going off the board. How about this? I'm going someone who's not even in the bracket. I, I'm going LAX. Boom! Oh, Boom! Lock Damn it, it in. That's, that's good. Boom. Though I, I could easily see LAX costing Young Bucks versus Private Party. 
That's true. That's so. that could also happen. But I think they'll find their way into into this tournament. It just kind of makes sense. They had a big debut. Yeah. Um, you know, at the last pay per view. So it's, I wouldn't be uh, mad if they just replaced Dark Order because Dark Order is trash. What are you talking about? They 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 worked hard for that buy. And Jesus, you know. <laughs> man. All right. I don't have a hot take tonight. I thought I did, but I realize I don't. So we'll save it for next week. We will come back next week with hot takes. Let's wrap it up. Make sure that you follow us on social. Follow us at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. Hit us with your AEW tag team title bracket sh- predictions. Hit us. Hit Ben up at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. With your your draft advice, because God knows he needs it. Please don't hit me up at Jeremy A. Loss with your draft advice. I won't <laughs> take it. And follow us on Instagram at Doesn't Matter Podcast. Get those numbers up. We'll release those photos. And Jeremy will uh, double chug a white claw if you uh, subscribe to the show <laughs> wherever I mean, you download your podcast. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's very ready. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And I'm going to say this at the end of the show. We mentioned it up top that we do now have stickers, uh, some some show stickers. So if you want to rep the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast is Called brand, hit us up. You know what? If you want a sticker, I'm going to make you work a little bit for it. So let's do this. Leave us a five-star rating. If you've already left us a five-star rating, which we very much appreciate, leave us a review. Just take a screenshot, put it in our mentions, shoot us a DM, whatever you've got to do. Um, Or if you've already done both those things because you're an awesome human being, show me, like, screenshot some sort of Twitter message or an at of you trying to recruit people to follow slash uh follow the show on all the socials and you know to to uh recruit them to subscribe and rate the show five stars it's, it's a little bit of work you know a little bit of work but it's worth it because the stickers are dope these are great stickers um who doesn't love a free sticker so do that and we'll hook you up i'll i'll tweet this out as well so that you know it, it, everyone can see it but uh, thank you again all so much for, for listening to the show. Thank you so much for getting to the point where we felt like we deserve stickers. I mean, so we, we couldn't have had stickers a few months ago. Uh, <laughs> and, but if so, if there's another wrestling podcast out there that has stickers, it doesn't matter what that podcast is called. Cause our stickers are better. Boom. <laughs> all right, everyone. Peace. That was an aggressive one. All right. Later. Guys. Later. later.